welcome to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. A dream mason is a person who's brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. I know we all have a dream mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner dream mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. I am a Dream Mason, a performance and mindfulness coach. I work with leaders, creators, and innovators, those brave enough to build their dreams. If you're a high performer looking for an edge with a desire to expand your leadership, generate more money, more time, and feel more fulfilled, working with me will support you in making that life a reality. Now, if you haven't already, please support me and this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. Follow me, Inspirational Alex, on Instagram, and please share this podcast with a friend. What's up? And welcome back to the Dream Mason Podcast. I'm Alex Terranova, and this is an episode of The Bricks. And today, I have returning one of my oldest friends, who is also a coach, he works with, he works with executives, entrepreneurs, and helps them take their business and lives to the next level. He used to be a tennis player. He's a dad. He's a husband. Welcome, Jeff Miller, to the podcast. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Anything you want people to know about you before we jump into our topic today? Let's see. I like long walks on the beach, rom-coms, and... Chocolate. Can you guess which one is actually true? I can, but I've known you a long time. Jeff is really into romantic comedies, guys. Like uh, movies with Matthew McConaughey where he's like chasing girls are his absolute favorite thing. I'm pretty sure the only real reason I got married was how to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> the real answer is the sh- anything with sugar. Yes. Is definitely the answer if you don't know Jeff. So if you ever meet Jeff or if you want a free coaching session, you probably could just buy him an ice cream. Pretty much. Choco taco. And that's, that's perfect that we're going into this because we just found out what Jeff is motivated by. And the topic for today is inspiration versus motivation. What do you see, Jeff? So I definitely see inspiration for me as long-lasting, residual, something you can keep going to, and motivation more temporary. So... Say I'm in the gym and I'm working out with a buddy and he's like, come on, you can do it. A couple more sets. Like, that's motivation. That has like five seconds before it doesn't work and I'm like, yeah, I don't have this. I'm putting this down. (laughs) Um, Inspiration would be much more like, why do I want to choose to eat healthy? Less ice cream, less chocolate, less sugar. I might do it, but the inspiration is still there to aspire to eat healthy, be healthy for my kids, my my wife, just be a good role model, and to feel good. So that's kind of what I see between uh, motivation and inspiration. I like the way you describe it. You actually separate them really well because I've always held them as the same. And I don't normally like to challenge my guests on my podcast, but since we're old friends and we go way back, do you mind if I 
throw a challenge into the space around your how you differentiate them? Not at all. So I actually think they're kind of the same. And I mean, I, the way you described it can work, right? It's just a relationship, your relationship to one and your relationship to the other makes them different for you. But I hold inspiration as mot- and motivation as feelings. They are both, to me, which kind of throws a wrench in my whole Instagram name of Inspirational Alex, um, but they're both feelings. And it's being inspired is a feeling that you either generate from within or you get from an outward source. Being motivated could be the same thing, right? I can be motivated by an outward source or I can get motivated within myself. But it's something that's fleeting and not lasting. I don't know that I've ever been inspired or motivated without that energy running out. I think what we actually want to talk about is commitment or choice, or commitment and choice maybe, versus inspiration and motivation. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of hearing kind of like commitment versus feelings. Um, nice, yeah, I see that. And like I'm just trying to think today, what's, what is something I didn't do and where did I choose from? So I will say I did not work out this morning. Loser. I know, terrible. <laughs> I won't even tell you what I had for lunch either. But I didn't work out this morning because I felt tired. That's a total choice from feelings. Where I could have chosen for my commitment, again, to be healthy, to uh, have the discipline and the habits, the daily habits I want to choose, and I basically chose from feelings. And I'm just curious, like, how many of us do this? Like, a I lot. bet. I bet all of us could think of one thing every day that we make a choice from feelings. And is that what we're committed to being? Is that who we want to be? And is that what we want to create on a daily basis? Yeah, for me, I definitely know I do this. I know I choose from feelings. I do it sometimes when it comes to workouts. I do it sometimes when it comes to food. Like I have a commitment to being healthy and I'll eat a really unhealthy meal. And then I'll follow it up with a really unhealthy dessert. And then I'll follow it up with not going to yoga or work out. But I love this conversation because it doesn't actually mean that our feelings aren't important. Our feelings matter a lot. You know, as human beings, we have feelings. And as they're so innate and natural, you have kids, you know that like they, how do you describe your kids feeling with their feelings? Uh, my daughter's like a sour patch kid. She's either super sour or very sweet, <laughs> and it's all feelings-based. Yeah, so, and look, kids are all 100% natural, right? They haven't even been indoctrinated into all the things in our world and all the ways we're supposed to behave and, and whatnot. So feelings are natural. They're human. We want to honor them. They do tell us about ourselves. But for me, this is a conversation about not letting our feelings run us. So when we feel sad, we don't just like throw away our whole lives and go cry forever. Now we might go cry, we might practice being angry, we might practice feeling disappointed or feeling excited, but we don't let our feelings run the show. So we might think about, if I feel tired, do I work out or not? Or if I feel tired, or if I feel uncommitted to calling a a prospective client, do I actually let my feelings run the show or do I let my commitments run the show? I think part of it is honoring the feelings, but living into our commitments. Yeah, no, and that's really cool because that's something I skip over all the time. I'm actually envious of my kids and their feelings 
because they don't really have any other place to draw from. <laughs> if they're hungry, they're hungry to the point they can't even describe it. Um, my, my wife has a tendency to get a little hangry, and she'll be the first to tell you <laughs> that our daughter... Sorry, Steph. Yeah, sorry, Steph. Uh, he can edit that out. We're okay. Um, but my daughter... Her hangry game is to the next level. It's like a Snickers commercial times 10. So I really actually envy that because I will skip right over that in service of who I should or what I should do and won't even acknowledge the feelings. So what that does to me is it kind of like piles feelings on top of feelings that I never deal with. It's like putting like five Band-Aids on a gunshot wound. You actually never deal with the actual source and so you're just walking around with a hurt leg. Um, so I really envy my kids and how they access their feelings. I would agree with you that it's probably not a solid strategy to let them run um, how you do things in all of your choices. But I definitely think, like you said, accessing the feelings is crucial. Um, and then from there, once you've accessed them and you can be with them, making the choice from commitment would be ideal for me. Yeah, and sometimes I think we need to, we actually have to recognize our feelings and then adjust based on our commitments. So I have a, one of our mutual colleagues said at one point that their coach said, hey, when you feel that way, don't work on your business. Because they were feeling upset and in the impact or, you know, they were, they were not being their most powerful self, let's say. And then they were like out trying to go get clients for their business. And that wasn't supportive, right? They weren't, they weren't going to be the person they wanted to be in getting the clients. So they either have to deal with the way they feel and then go get clients or not use that moment to go get clients. So this is where I would say choice comes into play. We actually have the, cho- the opportunity to choose at all times. So we can choose at any given moment whether we want to honor a feeling Do we want to go feed that hunger? Do we want to go take a nap for that sleep? Do we want to go cry? Do we want to go let out that anger in a responsible way? Do we want to share our joy? Or do we want to choose to live in service of our commitment? Sometimes the choice is do one and then the other. Sometimes the choice is, hey, I'm going to put down this sadness for a minute and go be in my commitment. Like I'm going to not let the sadness impact my business and then I'll come back and be with the sadness later. I don't really think there's a right or wrong way to do it. I think the key is to choose to honor our, our feelings, but then live from our commitments. And if we go back to inspiration versus motivation, there's nothing wrong with either one of those. And we can use them to our advantage, but they run out. So we can choose to be inspired. We can choose to feel motivated. But what happens when those run out? Now it's time to choose our commitments again and get up because you said you were going to get up to go to the gym or... Go work on your business because you said you were going to. Or go make 50 phone calls because you said you were going to, not because you feel inspired or uninspired. Yeah, and I see really cool possibility in being motivated by your commitments. Because if you use your commitments to be the driver, it doesn't really matter how you feel at the end of the day. And again, it doesn't mean you do get it done that day or you don't get it done that day, but you're actually being run by what you ultimately want to create and that's going to be the driver not you know flash in the pan um you know rocky four video while you're working out or how you feel so i think there's really cool possibility in being really tuned to what you're committed to be and i would ask like how many of your listeners know what they're committed to 
I don't know, listeners, how many of you know you're committed to? Um, well, let's let's look at it from a um, a personal like. Let's actually look at this from a personal viewpoint. Do you know what you're committed to? What are your commitments? I do. So, first and foremost, I'm committed to being a follower of God, and that leads and drives every decision I make. I'm committed to my family. That means being a father, being a husband, being a son at all times and lifting them up. And then I'm committed to having everything I want and having that all be possible, whether that's in my coaching business, whether that's any kind of competition or any kind of health thing I'm doing. I'm committed to giving 100% into everything I do and being okay with the result. Because for me, I know that it's all about the journey and all about the process. So if I'm committed to the process, I don't care about the results. I love when people, the, the commitment to family, because I think it's one of the perfect examples of this conversation. Like there's days that you wake up and I bet you don't really feel like being the perfect husband or the best father, or you don't feel like doing the things that your kids need you to do because they're very small. But you have a commitment that's bigger than your feelings. So you do things because of that that you might, and I'm not saying, hey, go suffer. You don't need to suffer through your day, but you choose to live into those commitments versus, oh, I'm just going to sleep in all day and my kids will have to wait till I get up to get fed. That's not a thing. Some people it might be, but they might, maybe they shouldn't have kids (laughs) or, uh, yeah, hey, you know, I don't know. It's different for everybody, but I think that people that are really, that have a commitment to being good parents, they choose their commitments over their feelings. Yeah, nothing says commitment like diapers. Mm. So, and again, the diaper analogy is so good, right? Because diapers become homework, become uh, doing nails, braiding hair, (laughs) getting dressed, potty training, right? They just escalate to different things. It's not something you would say, oh, I really love to do X. But you're doing that in service of your kids and their future. And you're putting yourself aside for someone else. But what I get is like, there's a clear commitment. And for me, like, I don't, I'm not married. I don't have kids. That you know of. (laughs) Thanks. Um, But what I'm committed to are more, I always think of them as like North Stars. I'm committed to my well-being or my health. I'm committed to living a life of joy and creating a positive outlook. I'm committed to being authentic and I'm committed to ease. Now, not to be confused with easy, but for me, those are the things that I'm actually, that's who I'm committed to being as a human being. So when I wake up every day, it's kind of like the direction that pulls me forward is, am I being authentic? Am I taking care of my, my health and my well-being? Am I leading a life from this place of ease? And when I say that is, like, I'm not suffering through things. I'm not making things more difficult than they need to be. And then the joy and positivity aspect, I believe it's a choice. Like, I don't think, it's not about chasing endless happiness, because that's more of a feeling. It's about actually being grateful for appreciating my life, for connecting with other people, for supporting other people, for lifting people up, for get, for me, it's connecting with spirit. Um, but those are my anchors. So when I look at my feelings, if I wake up and I don't feel like doing something, I can always go back to those words as a way to say, hey, from your commitments, how can I get myself back into my, in alignment, I want to say, with my commitments. Nice. 
So my, I mean, what I would offer anybody listening that's hearing something for themselves in here would be first get really clear, like, what are you actually committed to? And it could be as simple like what, what Jeff said is, hey, it's, it's things that seem obvious, like I'm committed to some passion that you have, or you're committed to your family, or maybe you're committed to love or friends. Maybe it's more, um, I want to say more philosophical or existential like mine, like it's, it's some idea that you're committed to. But actually getting clear, like, what are my commitments? Maybe you have two, maybe you have five, maybe you have ten. And then posting them somewhere. And then on a daily basis, take a look at the way you're living. Who are you being out in the world? The way you're behaving, your relationships, your patterns, the actions you take. And checking in and seeing if they are actually in alignment with the things you've said you're committed to. Anything you would add or, or add to that or give people? Yeah, and I would say be open to changing what you're committed to. Like, if you think you're committed to friends and then you realize down the road, like, you're really not, that's okay. Like, it's okay to change your commitments while you figure this thing out. But once you're really clear, like, hold yourself to that. And like Alex said, like, I like what you put in. You're basically like, post them, make them accountable, measurable, look at them. Is my decision making coming from these places? And if not, then you can choose. Like, is the commitment the thing that's off? Or are the actions off? And most of the time, it's the actions. So, yeah, I like that. I would even add to, I think you have a, a great point of like, commitments are changeable, right? You might have a commitment when you're 15 that you're not gonna have that same commitment when you're in your 40. And look, if I suddenly got married and had kids, my commitments might change a bit. I might actually keep my commitments and then add to it from a different, in a different way. But where I would go just to add on is let people who you know will stand for you. And when I say stand, I mean people that won't let you use excuses to get out of situations. Share your commitments with them. Because then, you know, if Jeff knows what, I'm account, what I say I'm committed to. And then all of a sudden, like, I say I'm committed to something else. Jeff can actually call me on my stuff. Jeff, as not everyone in your life will do this, so be aware. And some people you might not want to do it because they might not be nice about it. But you can use other people and other resources to help hold you to your commitments. So if you do want to change, it's not just you getting afraid or uncomfortable or taking the easy way out. There's actually someone to go, hey, is this actually in service of the life you want to create? Or are you just kind of trying to take a back door out of your commitments? Jeff, thanks for being here. Thanks for the shares, the family stuff. Steph, sorry that uh, we brought you into this podcast. You're not here, but we love you. You're taking, you're doing a great job raising Jeff's children. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what he would be doing without you. Um, if people want to reach out to you, Jeff, how do they get in touch? Uh, you can check out my website at jeffmillercoaching.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Miller Coaching. Awesome. Guys, make sure you reach out to Jeff and tell him that he's a good dad. <laughs> he, yeah. needs, he needs that feedback and support and pray for my wife because she's got four <laughs> kids not three <laughs> jeff thanks for being here um we'll definitely do this again awesome thanks thanks for listening to another episode of the dream mason podcast please subscribe to the dream mason podcast so you don't miss an episode share it with a friend and give us a review on itunes i am grateful to have had you here if you want more, you can follow or reach out to me, Alex Terranova, on Instagram at inspirationalalex or at thedreammason.com or email me at alex at thedreammason.com. 
And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves. Just can't stand by me, so. Just can't stand by me.